I want you to succeed at things that you never thought were possible, and I want you to fail at things that you never thought were possible. But I just want you to take that failure and move forward. So this morning we're going to talk about the image of black men in our society. Black men are six times as likely as white men to be murder victims. They are two and a half times as likely to be unemployed. They finish last in practically every socioeconomic measure from infant mortality to life expectancy. And some think that black men are going to see almost endangered species. It's interesting that many people perceive black men as less intelligent, less productive, more hostile than the rest of society. We thought it would be interesting to confront these stereotypes. We have with us this morning to share their insight three very interesting men. Ishmael, how do you feel? Actually, she was down. I went down there with her to play. She played in uh, Orient. We were in Tennessee. And then I came home because I had to work. And she stayed there. Then she went to Kentucky. And then she went to Indianapolis. So I met her back in Indianapolis the next week. And uh, then we came home. I, I drove home from Indianapolis last night. Damn. Yeah, it was it was, it was was a lot. And then so then I get up this morning. And, you know, I got I have four kids. Uh, and the two youngest of the two boys. And so they get up. They haven't seen me in a couple of days, so we're running around and, you know, running around the house. And I had to take him to football practice or a football game. He had a little flag football game. So it's been it's been hectic, man. It's been hectic. That sounds like it. That sounds like it. I'm not trying to drive home from Indianapolis. I've been to Indianapolis. I'm not trying to go to Indianapolis, let alone no. drive from it. 
shit. It was, uh, I think we did it in 14 hours. Damn. It's that far away? I never drove. I drove it from Arizona to Boston to Indianapolis. Damn. Oh. Oh, man. I can't even imagine that. What, Arizona? Yeah, it was, it was, that's 48 hours. Yeah, that's <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, like, as far as we at now, you're a pretty, like, multifaceted individual. How do you explain yourself? Like, how do you, on, on notice. I realized recently that I'll get out of conversations with people. I've been talking to them for two hours and I'll talk to somebody else about them and they'll be like, what do they do? And I'll be like, I don't know. I don't ask people what they do. Yeah, yeah. I just, you know, judge you on the type of person you are. And that's how I expect it to be on the other side of it. Um, so, like, I guess, like, if you were in an interview process, when they say, tell me a little bit about yourself. What's the what's the thing that you are most proud of, and the other things that you feel that you need to be mentioned? I'm I'm most proud of being a dad. I'm, I got four kids. I have two daughters, uh, Jordan's 18, Cameron 15, and two sons, Remy's five and Lennox is four. Uh, I'm most proud of that. That's my legacy. I, I, that's that's what I live for. I live for them. Um, I'm married my, to my wife. We've been married for for 16 years, and. Uh, and I'm a firefighter. I've been a firefighter for 21 years, and uh, that's that's it, man. That's all it is. You know? like, I played I played a little a little Survivor a couple times, but man, this is what I do. I just I go to work as a firefighter, and I come home and take care of my kids. That's all I do. I played I played Survivor. So I mean, as far as the Survivor thing, like, and like the show Survivor for anybody that's watching, it's at one of the biggest shows in the damn world at one of the, at one time. Um, do you feel that that was like a huge accomplishment? Did it change you at all? Or no. So Survivor, so a little thing about Survivor. Survivor has been on, yeah, 20 years. It's been on the last 20 years. And the longest running uh, reality show on TV. It's, it's just crazy. And I I knew I could, I knew I was going to get on it. From, like, I watched it for season one, and I knew I was going to get on it. And I put in for it, I put in for it, and... Ten years later, they finally they finally got me, and they were Ray. They call me every every time I I send an application. They call me every time. Really? It but took I, you ten. So you was applying from the beginning. Yeah, because that was actually going to be one of my questions. I was like, is this something like that? Somebody bring you down? They're like, you need to do this. Because I always felt like you was one of those dudes like that should have been on the hand bikes in American Gladiators. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, so like, years ago, I, I think I could have done that type of stuff. I could do all that. I, when I was younger, I could do all that stuff. But like. I didn't want that. I, all I knew is, like, so th- So when I was in college, I ran track in college, and we would have workouts every two days or whatever. And the workouts were so crazy. Our track workouts, they were like, you would have to do, like, two fours, two twos, two threes, five ones, you know what I mean, twice. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I've done that pyramid workout and threw up everywhere. Uh, exactly. <laughs> so you would, I would be like, yo, I'm going to throw up. So I wouldn't eat all day. And... Then I would go and do my workout and throw up, but at least I'm throwing up like liquids all day. You know what I mean? So I would, I would survive and I'm like, yo, they're not eating and they're dying out there, but they have to compete. And I'm like, I can do that. Cause that's what I do twice a week already. Like, I could do that. <laughs> and that's what made me want to get on that show. Like I was like, I will kill these cats in challenges and I don't need to eat cause I don't do it anyways. And and that was my mindset. So I would say this. I would send in a video and I would say, like, this is this is what I'll do. I'll just beat everybody. And they would be like, all right, send more videos, this and that. And then they would ghost me and not call me anymore. 
And then the next year it comes by and they do the same thing, the same thing. So then after like 10 years later, you know, I'm, I'm 30 now mm-hmm. or 30, 32 or whatever I was. And I was like, listen, I'm not, I'm not as young as I used to be. I'm not going to beat everybody in challenges, but this is what I'll do. I'll do this. I'll do this. I'll do this. And they were like, you're ready now. So they put me on. It was crazy. Oh, they wanted that storyline. Yeah, it was like, but I, I wasn't ready. You know what I mean? Like they saw me and they thought I could do well in the game, but obviously I wasn't ready mentally, you know? And once I, I matured a little bit and realized like, listen, that's not all the game is. You got to do a lot of other stuff. And it would just so happen that I was getting older and my body was starting to slow down. And I, I realized I wouldn't be able to do what I thought I could do when I was well, that's what they wanted you to say. I think they wanted that storyline. Have you ever done, like, the Spartan race or anything like that? I did. I did it once. I did it once. It was, I mean, I wasn't going to do it. My boy was doing it. He called me up. He was going. And I was like, all right, I'll run and do it with you. And it was, it was all right. So did doing the show, like, open doors for you? Like, any, any type of door? Like, who's the most famous person in your phone? The most famous person in my phone? Yo, that's a good question. <laughs> oh, snap. Um, no, I don't know. I mean, I have uh, I have a couple Patriots players. Um, I got... Geez. And then, like, reality people, really. It's not... I guess it's not that crazy. It's a bunch of reality... Like, a lot of reality star, like, winners, like... Mm-hmm. Big names, Big Brother winners, Survivor winners, like uh, you know that type of stuff. I don't think I really have anyone super duper famous like that. <laughs> Your brother commented to say him. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, <clears throat> at this point, you're a Survivor winner, a football player, a firefighter, a basketball player is still under investigation. You know what I'm nah, saying? Hey, you gotta talk to Dottie. I gotta talk to Dottie. Dottie can't do anything with me in basketball. He's gonna. I'm, I'm sure he's gonna listen to this. Um, I mean, he came to one of my games. I was playing out in Foxborough, and he was. I don't even know if he was in town. He was, or he was in the area. He, but he came down, and he and I showed him. I was like, "Yo, I, it's a different game than football. Like, football, I'm fast. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I got little quicks and fast." But in basketball, it's all quick. It's, I changed the total my whole game up. Man. Oh yeah, I'm I'm quick in basketball. I'm not quick anywhere else but there. <laughs> hey, I will say this. I remember the, the the craziest memory of you playing football. I don't even remember where it was, what game it was, but I ran like I was across the middle, and someone got it, and you came on the other side to block. And I remember the dude disappeared, yo. Yo, <laughs> you played that dude out, yo. His uh, whole body, like, you came and just, he disappeared. You just, like, engulfed him. Boom! And I said, oh, man. I, I, and the whole sideline went crazy, yo. I'll never forget that hit. That was wild. I remember that game. But I had, like, 60 of those after that. But he wasn't <laughs> there for those, man. I left, man. I was done after that. Bro. So, I mean, at this point... You're like the new black Captain America. I don't know if you've seen uh, that show yet. Captain America is black now. Um, what? What? Really? Yeah, bro. What? You haven't seen, uh, what's it called? Falcon? Uh, what's the name of the damn show? I don't know. Man, somebody see it in the comments. I watched uh, Winter Soldier. Falcon and Winter Soldier. 
Cap- oh, I, yeah, I haven't seen that yet. Captain America is black. He got the shield and everything. Oh, man. It's Anthony, right. it's Anthony Mackie from that from Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that dude. Okay. Yeah, he's Captain America. I see. I ruined the whole damn show for you because you, you work it too hard. <laughs> so, I mean. Yo, my, my boys would usually watch that. I don't know why they're not on top of it. Yeah, it's a good show. You should, I should check it out. Um, But, I mean, basically what I wanted to do is talk a lot about, like, real speed. And, obviously, when I saw you, and not only just saw you on the field, when I heard you at times, I was like, this is different. This is a different type of speed that people don't understand. Um, yeah, and, you know, I see a lot of people, I hear them talk about, oh, I ran this 40 and this 40. And even when you had left the team, people would say, like, yo, did you hear this 40 that this dude ran, like, in the NFL? And I'm like, I don't think y'all know that Jeremy was faster than, like, 90% of the NFL <laughs> now. Like, that time is still faster than 90% of the NFL now. So, um, I don't remember, like, off the top of my head what the times were. I think the 200 was a 20.9, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was something like that. Something like that. <laughs> a 20.9. What, what was your best 100 time? The 20. The 20.9 was indoor, outdoor. That was that was outdoor. Tw- indoor, it was like 21. I want to say 21. Two. I forget. So you ran slower indoor. Yeah. What was your hundred? Your best hundred time. My best hundred, I think it was. I want to say it was ten three. Mm-hmm. I want to say it was something like or ten two five. I forget, man. It's long. I do remember my four hundred. My four hundred. Yeah, because that's still a, that's still a record. <laughs> yeah, my indoor four hundred was is still a record. My outdoor four hundred, I ran a forty five before. Damn, that's fast. Yeah, I I remember that, man. I, I'll never forget that. I was in a Connecticut meet once, and I saw a dude run a forty nine with a cast on his hand. High hurdles. Oh. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I was like, how is he doing this? <laughs> so, I mean, for anybody that's like watching right now, to put that time, the 20.9200 in perspective, Tyreek Hill's outdoor 200 best time ever was a 21.2, and Randy Moss was a 21.5. Now, Tyreek's indoor best time is a 24, 20.4. So, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, but now we're talking about. This was a record that you set, what, in 98? Oh, my God. Oh, I think it was, yeah. Man, yeah. So now you go to Tyreek Hill running it fairly recently in indoor times beaten by a .5 second and outdoor time, you know, your time is faster. So it's a very big <laughs> difference to what people understand when it comes to, to, to speed on the track and yeah. how fast people really are. And It's different, man. It's different. People don't understand it. Another thing is, like, when, you, when I watch – a lot of amateur football, and I, I did a combine once in, in Arbutus, like I hosted it, and we had about 70 guys, and they were all, you had a bunch of dudes ripped up with dreads, and there was only one, this was three hand time clocks. Okay. Only one guy ran a 4.6, and he was a white D-end. Really? Everybody else was 4.8, 4.7, 4.9. Really? Yeah. So, I don't think people realize... <laughs> what this thing is like when, when did you personally realize the type of speed that you had were you just like that kid that was annoying and raced everybody yeah i was I, like i was the fastest like when i was in the fifth grade i was the fastest in my elementary school like i i was always the fastest, except my brother my my older brother caleb he was always faster than me. don't start with this he's in the comments man i know he's gonna he's gonna love this he's gonna love this he was always faster than me and he knows he remembers the time when i surpassed him I don't remember it, 
But he said, even recently, we were talking about, he was like, he remembered the day that we raced and I beat him. And he was pissed. <laughs> and I, I don't even remember it because to me, he was always the fastest around. Like, I would beat everybody. Always the fastest. And except for this dude, he was always faster than me. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like, just from like young, I asked my, my father about it. And he was like, yeah, he just always knew, like, oh, yeah, he was quick. You know, I, I used to run a lot. I was, I, I would have nightmares that I was, that I couldn't run fast. Like, I was running in slow motion. Those are my nightmares. <laughs> he, said, he said, I'm still mad about it in the comments. <laughs> um, so, do me a favor, explain, because I posted in this group the other day. And one of the dudes was like, he posted like this hand time on his cell phone. One was a four or five, and the other one was like a four or four high. And then another dude posts and just goes, "Yeah, I ran a four one, but I don't have, I don't, have, <laughs> I don't have this, I don't have the picture." I'm like, "You ran a four one electric?" And he was like, "Nah, hand time." And I'm like, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> I said, "So you're not just the fastest in this league; you're the fastest in the history of the NFL." <laughs> yeah, actually, if you're that fast. They'll find you a place in the league. Like that's that's ridiculous. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't believe that either. Um, I think receiver is the hardest place in the most expendable position in the NFL. Like they'll just be like, "No, you're fast. I don't care unless you can do this or this." Oh no, no, they'll put you if you're that fast. They'll put you at D back. But you were that fast. So what happened? You were four so, one fast, but Bethel Johnson was. So, I was. All right, so. I got on the fire department. Like I, I came out of college. I got on the fire department, and I was like, like I would be working, and I'm like sitting there, like I am in great shape. I'm the fastest person I know, and what am I doing here? And so I made a couple calls. I'm like, like I'm gonna try to make myself. I'm gonna try to go to the NFL because mm-hmm. I, I knew I was just fat. I was still fast. So then, that's how I ended up playing for the Panthers and everything. Like the dude told me, you need to get filmed. So I went out and got filmed by doing the Panthers. I was like, I need to, I need to somehow get some type of game film because I haven't played since my my sophomore year in high school. You know what I mean? And so that's how I started doing that. And uh, I just, I don't know. I just never, I never made it, man. I guess, like, I think I, if, if I was, I tell my kids this all the time. I said, if I didn't stop playing football after sophomore year, there was no doubt in my mind that I could have made it to the league. There's no doubt. I like I really strongly believe it. I remember some of my high school coaches were were in like one of my high school coaches played Michigan, played for Michigan, and he would come to practice with guys that were in the league. You know what yeah. I mean? Like Taw and Lloyd Malloy and, you know, those type of guys. And they would be there. And I remember one day they said, Yo, that kid right there, they would just tell him to you go out there and run with that wide receiver, and they'll they'll you you can go to Michigan next year. You just go run with that wide receiver. And I I thought about that. I'm like, really? Like that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. And I just never even followed up. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go play basketball. Like, yeah, I mean, it, it happens. Like I didn't, I didn't play basketball in high school at all because when I would come out of football season, I couldn't shoot. Yeah, yeah. It was like I wasted too much time playing football, so I couldn't go and shoot at all. So I was like, I'm not even gonna be good right now. <laughs> Yo, that's why that's why I stopped playing football. That's why it, it's it's. A, I wish my parents smacked me in my head and said, "No, you're not doing that." But like, I remember like after sophomore year, I was uh, I was banged up and everything, and I, I remember tryouts were going on, and I'm sitting on the sideline because I could I hurt my wrist and stuff. So 
And then, so you get back, and then you have at least two weeks to get in basketball shape, you know what I mean? And you got to get that shot going. You got to start handling the ball. And, like, it just took so long. So I, felt, I said, I'm not doing this ever again. I got to get ready for basketball earlier than this. And then the other thing with basketball is that once I realized I had to go practice on, like, Christmas vacation, I was like, yeah, I'm not doing <laughs> I need a vacation, man. I can't be doing this after after this football season. That's crazy. And then I I was about to play when I was in college, but I was like good call. I was practicing every day and shooting every day. Um, uh-huh. so obviously <clears throat> with the football thing, because I tell like when I talk to young men now, I tell them if you're gonna try something, make sure you fail or you succeed. So that way, you know, you don't hear like all these old ass fucking dudes always making these excuses. I was once gonna be this, uh-huh. but it's like. Just because you left something in limbo doesn't mean that you were going to be it. So as far as, like, track, do you feel that you left track in limbo? Because I feel like with football, you obviously see some opportunities where you could have maximized it one way or the other. But with track, I imagine in track, because one of my boys also, you know, he was a step out of the Olympics. One thing he said is, first of all, everybody's on steroids. So if you want to take it to the next level, you have to take it. He's like, second of all. I heard that. (laughs) And then he said, second of all, one day you just get this to a wall, and it's like, man, I can't beat this guy. <laughs> I, um, you know what? I, I don't know. Like, I was, I've always been the fastest that I know, like, in the area. But, I, like, I, I, my buddy went to, uh, my, one of the guys I ran track with, he went, he transferred and went to Arizona State. Mm-hmm. And he called me up, and he was like, yo, there's, like, three of you here. And I was like, really? Like, there's that many dudes like that? He was like, yo, this. He's like, if you got came here, your re, your four by one relay would be bananas. You know what I mean? And I was like, wow, like so, like I was like I'm fast, or I was real fast, but like, yo, there's some there's some monsters out there that you just like, I don't know, like I wasn't all in on track, like I I should have been. Mm-hmm. I did track because I was fast, um, and some of these guys are fast and love it, and dedicate their whole life to it and those guys are gonna just beat me all day you know what i mean so i was just you know i was just i just did it because i was fast you know i i i I qualified for the uh the trials but provisionally so like how that's how that is is uh say uh the olympic trials everybody in the hundred they have to run a 10 flat Mm -hmm. to qualify right and they're looking to get 30 people but only 20 people run 10 flat. So then they take the next 10 provisional times and they qualify. So the 10 ones, the 10 twos or whatever, and those, the next 10 will, will qualify. That's where I qualified for the track. So I wasn't even, like, I wasn't, I was fast, but I couldn't even sniff the, the Olympic trials. You know what I mean? But that's a one, you're 100 time I've seen people run, i see seen people run like 10-4 electric in high school. And I don't even, no, okay. I didn't get to that. No, no, but that's even the two. That's even the two. That, like, I just gave that 100 as a, an example. That was for the 200 as well. Like, yeah. Like, it, there's, just, there's just monsters out there that just, like, I just don't think I could have, like, I, I put it this way. I know that I wouldn't make it to the NBA. I know that I wouldn't have made it to the Olympics because I just know my limitations. But, uh, like, I really believe the NFL was doable for me. It's, cra- it's crazy, like, you think about it like that because you're talking about there's monsters out there, but you just said 30 people in the whole United States. <laughs> so you within a 50-person 
circle of the entire United States in speed. Like, I don't even know if you knew the Tyreek Hill time until I told you. No, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. That is, that's, that's cool to hear. But, like, I, I don't want to, like, say, like, like, I know I was fast. You know what I used to do? I used to, we used to take off in the plane when I was in, in college. And I would look out the window and I would actively think, like, everywhere I see right now, there is nobody faster than me. And I would, like, we would, we would take off and we'd fly over New York. We would fly over Rhode Island. You know what I mean? And while we're taking off, I'm like, everywhere I see, there's nobody faster than me. And I really thought, like, I knew I was, like, legit at one point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But, like, there's this just monsters out there that you just, like, some of these guys in California and in Florida, like, that they just do this all year round and they're just monsters. But, you Bola, yeah, once again, here's another one for you. Santana Moss was the fastest person in Florida. You're faster than where you were. Yeah. <laughs> so, when you put it in perspective like that, like, I, I looked at the times and I'm like, and obviously Santana Moss, he was Mr. Florida. He literally was the fastest person on the track in the state at that time. But... When you ba- when you barrel down fifty people, yeah, there are. You know, I mean, like Saida Men, he went to Arkansas. That's the best track school there is. You know, um, Dom, who's in the comments, he ran a four two nine. He said, "Let's race right now." He's he's probably the second <laughs> fastest person I know. Yo, he showed up to a twilight meet, right? Didn't know how to get out the blocks and ran a twenty two electric. <laughs> so do me a favor explain the difference between hand time and electric time whether it be the 100 or the 40 because I'm sure some of these dudes are literally running and holding their phone themselves oh yeah so if you run so, so basically if you're running a, a hand time if you run a, a four four two electric it's it's a four 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 you know what I mean you're, you're adding point two four on everything and that's minimum because mm-hmm. you know and a lot of these, a lot of these guys, they're like, "Are you marking set? Go!" And they start, and then they hit it. You know what I mean? Like, and they're, they're finishing before, so it's a lot of, a lot of human error. But uh, and then there's a lot of people that are just that want it to be faster than it is, so they, they can tell the story. Of course. I mean, what the way hand time's really supposed to work at at a combine is you're supposed to have three people with the hand time, and then you average mm-hmm. between the three. So you holding your phone yourself is a joke. That's number one. It's, yeah. And then whatever you run, you're going to go, all right, I'd like it to be rounded down. And that's not going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, there, I don't think there might be one running back in the NFL right now that runs a 4-4. And the faster, I think, is the dude Barkley. Saquon Barkley. Like, he runs a 4-3 oh, yeah, yeah. high. You could see it. Yeah. It's evident. But, like, yeah, yeah. somebody like uh, LaShawn McCoy didn't run a 4-3. Look at how fast he yeah. is. What about – um? What's his face? Um, um, on the Saints. What's his name? Um, uh, uh, I can't remember his name, but, uh, but he's fast. Yeah, I think he ran a four three high as well. Yeah, he's he's quick. My son loves that dude. What's his face? I can't even think of his name. Yeah, he ain't even getting the ball no more. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like I remember before, and we'll get into it down the road. Like a lot of even the NFL players have these crazy fake times. I mean, why wouldn't you? Because. If it, it ups your stock, then oh yeah, so you get big. money. That's all money. It's all money. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I mean, I think wide receiver in the NFL is is the most competitive position there is. I don't see any other thing like it. I mean, running backs are a diamond dozen now, but once yeah. again, like Bethel Johnson was one of the fastest people. What's the the, the other guy, Philip, whatever that was on the Patriots? He was the fastest person in the league at the time. He's not even in the league. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 
they would just like Dorset, Philip Dorset. And then you just get yourself out. So there's different aspects of what they want. And I've heard like if you're not even listening to the right, you better be like Randy Moss dynamic in terms yeah. of in terms of like that type of dynamic speed. Because if you're just fast and you feel that that's it at wide receiver, you're not gonna get away with that. Corner, you can get away with it. But I feel like even walking onto the NFL, wide receivers, it's very, very hard to do it. Like you gotta be like a niche skill position player or like a fullback or something like that where they can sneak you in. Because, for instance, for them to tell you you need film, no, you don't. You just need to see my track times. Because if you say both wanted to be in the NFL tomorrow, I'm sure you'd give them a trial. Yeah, but he's he's the fastest ever. You know, <laughs> like, like that's that's the difference. You know, you know what I mean? Like, because I don't know. Like, there's a lot of fast guys out there that are in the league. And uh, I don't know. I just – I. Maybe, maybe if I got in front of the right people or something, I don't know. I don't know, but uh, it, it's a lot of luck. If you if you're not playing, you know, throughout high school and college and stuff, uh, it, you got to have a lot of luck and and as well as a lot of speed and stuff like that. Like, I don't know, man. It's so tough. like, I don't think anything. I don't think. I let, I mean, I I want to hear a story about it. If somebody has that in the comments. I don't know of any receiver that went from semi pro to the NFL, but I do know a lot of D tackles, D linemen, tight ends, shit like that that went and walked out of the NFL. Like I feel like wide receivers, like you can really be missed. Like you can be that good, and then like you don't get on at the right college, you don't get seen the right way, you don't. Like for instance, Lorenzo, who's in the comments, one of the best running backs I played with. Mm. Obviously, he was not used right now. He's, he's all right. Hey, he's, he's, <laughs> he's just okay. <laughs> Obviously, he wasn't used right in college. Because, and then I'll tell you right now, my other boy, Joe, who went to URI after you, he was playing semi-pro at like 25. He has an NFL physique. That's a one. That's one of the biggest things. I've read books on like NFL drafting and what they look at. Your physique is uh-huh. number one. If you look like you should be there, then they're going to be like, all right, you look like you should be there. And then yeah. after that, You'll see how you look after that, and he's physical as hell and fast. I don't know how fast. Cause... I get that. I get that. But I think that's for everything, you know. Like I, I think, like we went to. Um, I was in uh, in uh, Indianapolis this weekend with my daughter. So my daughter's a freshman, and she's playing the freshman division, and we played a team from like California. And the girl, this one of the, one of the girls walked in, and we were like, "Oh my god!" Like, is her father Brian Erlacher? You know what I mean? Like, she was humongous. And like Jack, her legs are huge. Her arms. My older daughter said, "Like she looks like she's my age." And my older daughter is going to be a freshman in college. You know what I mean? Like she was just a monster. And one of the guys that I was sitting with, he used to coach for, he was a one of the assistant coaches for University of Florida girls basketball. And he said, "I would offer her a scholarship today, without even seeing her play. I would offer her a scholarship right now." I think, so for women, I think it's a lot different. Like, I think that if you you can see potential a lot easier than you can with men. Because like I said, if I did a combine where everybody was ripped up, running with dreads and, you know, grills in their mouth, the average person is going to be like, oh, this dude looks fast. Like, you know, like the old Toyota Celica commercial. But in actuality, mm-hmm. you're slow as shit on yeah. the field. But with women, if somebody's looking that built as a woman... <laughs> They're usually crazy physical, crazy fast. Like when Marion Jones just said, "I'm gonna go with the WNBA." Nobody even knew she played basketball, and then yeah, like yeah. she would just like throw the basketball out to herself and be fast break before anybody yeah, can yeah. even touch her. But <laughs> she was she played at University of North Carolina. Like she was legit in basketball. 
Yeah. I mean, obviously, she was in the WNBA. Yeah. <laughs> but nobody, like, nobody knew. But most women that are super athletes can, like, turn it to wherever they want, especially, like, yeah. just strong sprinters can just go, yo, I'm going to be what it is because your athleticism is so much better than, like, I always say this to people when they, when they're like, oh, women's sports and men's sports. I'm like, to be honest, like, the fastest woman ever is not faster than the fastest man that you know. So when you find very yeah. strong and fast women, you they're mostly going to dominate whoever else you might see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, I'm, yeah, you're about, that's about right, yeah. No, it's right. I know, like, in, in like, high, high school times that I've seen, I've seen a dude run, like, a, a 21 low in high school, like, 200 electric, and I was like, damn, this dude, and he was, like, a lanky white dude. It didn't look like he was uh, even running fast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, somebody like Chris Johnson, everybody used to say, oh, they'll say, uh, and we'll get into this now because I have a couple of myth 40 times that I want your opinion on, and if, okay. NFL myth 40 times. Uh, Chris Johnson ran the fastest 40 for a running back ever at 429 in the NFL combine, which is electric. Okay. Now so a couple of guys have surpassed him since. But so like people used to say to me, yo, Bo Jackson's faster than him. Or Bo Jackson's faster than Derek McFadden, who had the second fastest running back time ever. I said, no. Oh, I didn't know that. McFadden did? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He was like a 4-3 low. Um, and he might have ran a 4 2 Nine two. I think he was after Chris Johnson. So I, don't, I can't remember what it was. Look, look that up, man. Put it in the comments. Let me know. Um, do you think Bo Jackson ran a four one in the in the eighties? <laughs> nah, I don't think so. I think I don't think that's real. I don't think that. I think he was pretty fast. I think he was up there, but uh, yeah, that's that's. So huge. I mean, to be honest, he wasn't even. And he was huge too. He's a big dude. He wasn't the fastest guy on his team. He had James Jett on his team. That dude was a damn world class sprinter. Oh, remember him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, they look at me like I'm crazy when I'm like, "Yo, this no." So there's a, and I'll send this video to you after because you're gonna love it. It's a YouTube video, and it's like it looks like a bar graph. They they look at literally every Olympic gold medalist winner from the beginning of time to now, and they have them graphed next to each other, and it just looks like an upward moving graph, except for of course the, the nine seven nine year where everybody was. You know, roided out, and they was they were way faster than they should have been at that time. Um, the next question I have is is, is another forty myth because the Bo Jackson ones people always go, he said it himself, and I'm like, he's lying himself. <laughs> <laughs> what about Dion? Well, Dion's claim is that he can run a four two backwards. Yeah. <laughs> but Dion, yo, Dion was moving. But so Dion. so so Dion. To me, he said it ran a 4-2, but once again, that was still hand time at the time. I would give him a 4-3, but he wasn't faster than Daryl Green. I don't know. I believe that. I believe Dion, man. I believe Dion. That dude could move. But Daryl Green was the fastest. He won, like, every year when they raced the Pro Bowl. Like, they used to race every year. What, what, he, what, he, what he McFadden run? and a 4-3-3. Uh, Daryl Green ran a 4-4 electric after he retired at 40. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's real. <laughs> he was a, he was nine. He <laughs> and then he played for a while too. Yeah, he played until he played deep in his in his in his years. You know. Yeah, he was he was I playing forever, and he was still a good nickel at the end of it and all that. Yeah, I, mean, I think yeah. a lot of the allure, and I know I talk about this a lot with people, especially with Dion and other like 
Nike athletes is that at the time the persona became so big and you know Bo knows Bo knows this Bo knows that like that it carried on a life of its own prime time carry on a life of its own so like I don't know I'm just, the, the last one uh, the, the mid 40s to me is, is T.O. running a 4-3 um, I don't know I, I, I tell you what the dude looks good still. Oh, he looks good still. There's no question about that. I see, like, I, the, the biggest difference is that I think when you look at NFL speed versus what people think is NFL speed, like, for instance, we used to play against Brockton, and that dude, Harold Shaw, used to have run off, like, 60-yard runs on us. He was in the NFL. Yeah. But he was old, and he was still way faster. <laughs> yeah. He played, he played, um, he played uh, arena football. Yeah. Yeah. There's another dude, like, I don't, you never, I don't even know if you saw this kid, but we played against him. He's from Albany Metro Mallers. His name's CJ Tarver. I couldn't even touch him. It was like, you try to tackle this dude in, in a phone booth. So when I was playing against him, I'm like, and he played arena too. There's a there's yeah. a, a YouTube video of him doing a spin move on like eight people. I've never played against something like that in terms of the, that's how slippery he was. And I'm like, if he's like yeah. this, then what is like Deshaun Jackson? Yeah. but like i said that's like there's some dudes out there that are just different man it's just and like like, again like dk metcalf (laughs) but there's dudes that are just different man yeah well you get all like coolio jones he runs a 4-3 but his steps are just i wouldn't even know what it was like to come in yeah yeah you see uh dk metcalf is wants to race against tyreek hill right now i don't know if he's gonna win that one there's a guy. There's another guy that I always talk about. He used to play for the Falcons. I can't remember what his name was. He looks like the fastest in the NFL to me. He both. He's he's there now. He's nah, I there? forgot what team he went to. I know, I talked to Lorenzo about it too. He knows what I'm talking about, but I can't remember the, the dude's name. He ran two screens one time, and I was like, this. He's just not as talented as what Tyreek Hill is. And he doesn't get the targets either. Yeah. There's a dude that's on the uh, 49ers. One of the dudes on the 49ers is supposed to be the fastest in the league right now. Yeah, he's always trying to challenge Tyreek Hill online. They go back and forth. Yeah. And argue on Twitter. He, he's he's like he's like track speed. He, he got track speed. He's like a monster. Yeah. I mean Tyreek Hill. I seen him run a twenty one, and he was in like basketball shorts. I'm like, this dude's a fucking <laughs> a maniac. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, speaking of Dion, who's the best wide receiver ever? Who's the best cornerback ever in the NFL? Jerry, Jerry Rice. Mm-hmm. Jerry Rice. Is, he's always going to be the goat to me. <laughs> Always, um, and like Dion's the man. Like I, those those are like my two favorite, my two favorite uh, NFL players of all time. Like I, I can't I can't go against Dion, and I'll never go against Jerry. Jerry was my Jerry scored five touchdowns on Dion Moore. Did he? One game. Uh, I gotta, you can look it up. Listen, I look I look, I, look yeah, honest, I, look I look at this stuff all the time. I look at it all the time, Jerry. It, 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 he 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 was sticking him five times and he scored five. Once times. again, I don't know if he was sticking him five times, but I can tell you if Darrell Revis was in the game, I do know he would be sticking him five times. Because Darrell Revis to me is the goat of corner. Really? Yeah. Of shutdown like man corner. I've never seen anything like that. And better receivers at the time. Way better receivers. It wasn't like Don Beebe. He wasn't covering Don Beebe. Better than who? Better than no, the era of receivers. Because for me, I'm a Moss guy, so that's whatever. But he was playing against Moss and T.O. and Chad Johnson and Steve Smith in the same year with um, Calvin Johnson. 
Oh, so you, who are you thinking? You're saying uh, you're saying uh, Moss is the best receiver of all time, and and uh, Revis. And Revis is the best quarterback. Revis is the best main corner to me. All right. Moss is the best receiver, and that, it's it's for me the the differences between Moss and Rice have a lot to do with the offense, the targets, the quality of quarterback play. How old are you? Me? How old are you? I'm 38. Really? Oh my God! I, I most people that watch the Niners thought that Taylor was better than Rice. <laughs> I've never ever. You'll hear it from people that watch him, but I've never ever. But I don't like the two quarterbacks. How do you say that Steve Young and Joe Montana are two of the best quarterbacks ever, and Jerry Rice is the best wide receiver ever? I don't. I've never seen that before. Who's the best? Who's, the, who's the best quarter? Like Moss was taking Bubby Brister, and he was throwing three touchdowns in a game, or Todd Bauman, or Randall Cunningham at the end of his career. <laughs> but who? Who? Moss? Yeah, I, you made uh, Dante Culpepper. Yeah, well, Dante Culpepper retired after Moss left. No, Randall Cunningham was his first quarterback. What? Yeah, bro, he had the number one quarterback rating in the league with Chris Johnson and Moss. <laughs> I mean, Chris Carter, Chris Carter on one side and Randy Moss on the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't remember that. They went to the damn, they lost to the... No, 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 I thought that was Dante. Nah, Dante, yeah. they went far with, with Cunningham. They had the best offense in the... So that's another thing. Randy Moss was part of the two of the three best offenses in the league history on two different teams, mm-hmm. with two different quarterbacks. <laughs> that's crazy. No, I, listen, I got, I got my second. I got my second. But Jerry, man, Jerry just he changed the game, and he was the best, yo. He did, and he did it for so long, and like. So Jerry to me is what Marvin Harrison was. I saw the same thing with that. But Jerry, Jerry wasn't even the fastest. Like he wasn't the. No, fastest. he ran like a four nine. Yeah, the dude just—he was like a regular guy, you know. But he just worked hard, and trained hard, and just perfected his craft, and he just did it. You know what I mean? Like he was a monster. Like, like. Randy Moss is a freak, yo. This dude, 6'5", can run like the wind. He catches everything in, in a 10-yard, in a, ten yard, uh, a, a ten foot radius around him. You know what I mean? Like, he just he catches everything. But that's another thing. I don't think Jerry's hands are anywhere close to even Chris Carter, let alone Moss. Chris Carter has the best hands I've ever seen. Hands were, <laughs> Chris Carter's hands were, were probably the best. Like, could have been the best no, ever. No, they're, they're the best ever to me. <laughs> yeah. But that's another thing. Like, so Jerry wasn't, like, he wasn't a freak of nature, and he wasn't like the greatest at any one thing. But when you put it all together, the dude just like crushed everything, broke all the records. He just but the coach, the, the coach, the quarterback, they were the greatest. <laughs> they were the greatest at what they did. The offense that they were running at the time was the greatest offense that was invented at the time. And nobody knew what to even do with it. That's why you could run. Uh-huh. You never just said, "Hey Jerry, I'm running a fade, and you can't stop it." No, it was like slanted in cuts and. A post that turned into sixty yard running way, like and I'm like, I don't even think you could do that to some of the speed that you see now. But then again, I mean, with the Raiders, that was glaring as well because they were still doing it there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, like the but but again, because he wasn't like the he wasn't the fastest, he wasn't the biggest, he wasn't strongest, he didn't have the best hand. But when you put everything together, and you know, his the system helped, yeah. But the system helps everybody. You know what I mean, like. It's, I just, there's, I just, there's nobody better. The dude's a monster. He's just a freak. You watch, you see him walking down the street right now. You're like, who's this little guy? You know what I mean? You see Randy walking down the street. You're like, yo, that dude's something. No, but that's why I compare him to Marvin Harrison because Marvin Harrison's tiny as well. But I mean, he was shooting people at car washes, so I, that, that whole thing changes. Yeah. I don't know. 
So you, yeah. So that's the same way you feel about Dion. Like, do you see, have you seen a game where Dion, you were just like, damn, he shut everything down, or was it like, damn, he gets interceptions and almost returns? It's like a, a better version of Asante Samuel to me. It was so Dion was more like, like I'm, I grew up watching this dude and saying like, yo, this dude will tell you, come on my side, anybody on my side, you're not getting the ball, and he just runs with you, he picks it off, he high steps, he show, he's showing out. And like in talk the big game, and people came at him, and he still just did his thing. And I just, I'm like, yo, that dude's a monster. He's just the best. But it, it's more of a, it's more, uh, it, it's not even like the technique and, and like tackling and all that. Like, you know, we could talk about all that. Like other cornerbacks tackling, he did. Like that's fine. But like the entertainment value and the straight, like I'm gonna lock you down. Don't throw it to my side. So that's that, that's what it is. It's the project. Who 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 are they gonna throw to? Art Monk. Or Don Beebe, somebody like that? Because Revis is going wherever you go on whoever you want to put him on. And I see, I saw him take Steve Smith, and Steve Smith could not run a slant in a whole game. And Steve Smith is, right, but yes. is good. <laughs> I mean, he, he, did, he was good for a couple of years. Like, Revis was good for a couple of years. He did his thing for a little bit, but he, I don't know. Like, Dion ain't nothing like Dion, man. Oh, ain't see, like Dion. you got. <laughs> I'll take your Jerry Rice, but your Dion thing, yeah, it don't sound like you remember any coverages. It just sound like you you remember the <laughs> the commercials <laughs> and the gold chains. I, mean, I wish, I wish, you know what? I wish I, I wish I knew we were gonna talk about this because then I'm like, oh, let me go back and like remember some of these things that Dion did. I because like it was, I was just watching it as a fan, you know what I mean? But I didn't know we were gonna have a conversation. You gonna watch? Yeah, go back and watch after this, and then you're gonna see Michael Irvin put 150 and two touchdowns on him in the playoffs. I've never seen anybody do that to Revis ever. What did uh, did Moss get him a couple times? Yeah, and he had 40 yards receiving in the game. Look that up. <laughs> and once again, to me, Moss is Moss. So it is what it is. Same thing with Moss when he got that catch on Charles Woodson, who's also to me better than Dion. Charles Woodson won Defensive Player of the Year when he was like 35. I'm, I'm high on Woodson. I'm high on Woodson. I'm high on Woodson. <laughs> I'm high on Woodson. But uh, Dion's my guy. All right. I don't know. I don't know. Ah. <laughs> Got a couple more for the night. So I'm not trying to get you in trouble with the Survivor people. So answer this very carefully. <laughs> okay. okay. So, obviously, current event, Shikari Richardson. What do you think about that situation? What's your opinion of that? I think that I think it's too bad. I think that uh, I mean, she understood what she was doing. I think that uh, what she was doing, there was nothing wrong with it. She was she was grieving for her her mother. Um, she did it in a place where it was legal. Um, and I, I think when everybody realizes some of these rules are stupid and need to be changed, I don't see why they can't change it right now for her. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, like, you can, they can do that. You can change a rule. It's fine. So I just, I, it's just too bad. Like, I, I get it. I get it. She, she, did, she knew what she was doing. She needed to do it wrong. But like, some of these rules need to be changed. So the the I guess the other question is, and I don't know if you know this, but that the, she was able to compete in the relay and they kept her out of that as well. Yeah, I don't know why they did that. I mean, I don't know if you've seen what she looks like, but 
It's my opinion. And I don't like I said, Survivor. This is Ray. This is L. Ray's opinion. I think she's on steroids, and Nike's protecting. Do you? I'm gonna show you a picture. Can you see my screen? I can see it. That's you. <laughs> okay. You see that arm definition? Alright. <laughs> That's her. You see that right there? What's all this? Yeah. Who else looks like that? Uh, you can't just say that, though. Why not? Why isn't she in the relay? Tell me why she's not in the relay. I feel like Nike put so much money behind her that they were like, let's... Yeah, it's weed. <laughs> it's weed right now. And oh, she's so just like, yo, I'm not going to put up a fight. So I... So you think that uh, she got caught with steroids and they just hide it? I think that she might have gotten caught for both and then they just backdoored the weed and was like, look, we're going to... You're going to have to get this together. We'll call it weed so we don't destroy it. Because obviously in the eyes of the United States, if they hold it out, that they don't look like, you know, an embarrassment to the Olympics. It was huh. like, yo, uh, we're not going to look like we're trying to cheat like all these other countries that try to cheat us if they she gets caught at a further point than this. Because, like, I don't think people realize Olympic testing is insane. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're going to get caught. But, like, watching 979 where they talk about how people are cycling on and why they're cycling off, like, when they were talking about Ben Johnson, the Jamaican track sprinter was like, we were far off drugs by that point. <laughs> he should have never came up with yeah. a, a positive test. And they said basically that Carl Lewis had sent somebody in to, to take the sample because he was tired of losing. Yeah, I, heard a lot of I heard a lot of stories about, about Carl Lewis and stuff. Um, now I, I don't know. I'm not, I, I can't, that's a conspiracy theory right there. I'm not, a, I'm not high on that. Survivor. I gotta see, I gotta see more proof than, than she looks jacked. What the, who else looks like that as a sprinter? As a female sprinter other than Marion Jones and, uh, you already know what that was. Go back, go back to the picture. Go back to the picture. We'll see that picture again, man. Yo, listen, man. What, what y'all? What you think, Dom? What you think about these muscles? Look at right this delta, that little thing right there. Dom, you don't even got that. When you was lifting with Ash, you never had that. But look at the girl behind her. Like she looks. Jealous. No, she don't. Yeah, she does. What is she? They like to the say. No, size. look at look. She, like the, look at her shoulder. Look at her shoulder. And she got Dwight Howard shoulders. Yeah, yeah you need more than that. No, look at this guy though. He don't even. He don't even got those shoulders. <laughs> he don't got those shoulders. She'll put you in your face right now. <laughs> so I mean, that was my last question for the night, man. Um, basically, um, for all the guys that are tuned in, if you want to hear it, uh, the podcast you can listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Google Podcasts. I don't know if you kind of got the vibe of kind of what this podcast is, but it's really about um, holding up some of the black and brown men in this world that are doing very good things. I really didn't get to talk about this with Jeremy today because I wanted to because we got caught up in the sports a little bit. But, like, I spoke with him on the phone this week. And, I mean, like, like he said earlier, his, his most important accomplishment that he has to explain to people is his kids. He won Survivor. He's telling me I could be going to L.A. and to New York so I could do TV and do movies like everybody else is doing. But the most important thing is for him to be there with his family. Obviously, you guys know I do the Sunday service show where we have, you know, four different black men talk about family aspects and, and how successful we are. I Like I said, I've 
75, 70 percent of my friends grew up on welfare, and seventy five percent of my friends now own their own home. Um, that's, those are big things. I had somebody mess. They literally texted me early in the week, and he goes, I, "How the hell do you know Jeremy?" I'm like, well, how'd you get Jeremy on the podcast? And I said, "I know him." And they were like, "Damn, you know everybody?" I said, "No." And this is one of the most important things that I kind of want to harp on before we end this episode: it is stop building up people that you don't know. Because I have not done an episode yet with a podcast on one of my podcasts with somebody that's not in my circle. So everybody that I've done a podcast with so far is in my circle. Before I even need to go out and we have talked to and met with some exceptional people, some high achieving people, and some um, some exceptional parents like Jeremy is, man. Like you driving back from Indianapolis. I got people that live next door. That, man, I don't know if I can make your event. I don't know if I can do that. Oh, you should have reminded me. I'm hearing all these types of stories. And my man drove back from Indianapolis and was, you know, went to his son's practice, ended up being the coach by accident, and then was still able to keep these, you know, promises that he had made to me to, to come on my episode and discuss these type of things that we wanted to kind of get out there and discuss. So, I mean, it's, I, it's very important if you want to be successful to be a person of your word. There's nothing more important to me than my word. And, like I said, Jeremy, man, I thank you for doing everything you needed to do to make it on the podcast tonight. I got you, man. I got you. And yo, listen, I don't even do a lot of these things. Like, I, I, I get a, I get asked a lot to do some podcasts and stuff like that, and I, I just say no. Like, I don't want to do it because I don't. This ain't my thing. You know what I mean? I go and I go to work. You know what I mean? Like, I go to work and I go take care of my kids and I do that. Like, I'm not about the podcast. When you hit me up, I'm like, yo, I gotta. You see that, man? All you football players out there, make sure you stay on your blocks because that's why I got him on the podcast. <laughs> Yo, I saw what you did. And it was, it was the Panthers versus Randolph. Everybody needs to know two teams that don't what? exist anymore. <laughs> I came in for two plays, and one of the plays I knocked the dude out, the, his entire career was over. Number nine. Yo, dog. That would make that made me want to stop. I was like, yo, if if dudes like this around here <laughs> taking people out, I think I need to look at a different. <laughs> Shit, man. Well, thank you, man. Have a good night. Thank you, everybody, for joining and commenting, except for uh, Ralph and Lorenzo. <clears throat> <laughs> <It can't be laughs> have a good night, bro. Thank you. Right. Bye.